what days of the week are the strongest? Saturdays and Sundays. Why? Well, the rest are weekdays. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series of Spring from COVID. And our guest this week, well, he is a pro from the floor on up. This is Small Business Celebration. Join us as we learn from successful business owners and successful business leaders about who they are, from where their business has grown, what they have learned, and where their successful business is going. I'm your host, Michael I. Roberts, and we're going to learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Paul Caponario, the owner of Made Pro and Flores Reborn. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you for having me. For visioners who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So hi, my name is Paul Campanario and I'm the owner of Made Pro and Floors Reborn. Made Pro is a franchise. Uh, we specialize in residential cleaning. Uh, we also do commercial cleaning. And Floors Reborn is a decorative concrete resurfacing company. And we specialize in concrete resurfacing uh, and coatings for pool decks, garages, warehouses, and much more. Now, if you're listening to this program, you're gonna notice there's a lot of echo. And why is that? Well, here with Floors Reborn, there's no carpet. <laughs> <laughs> and in addition to that, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll notice we're here in the office, and this is one of the areas where you can't see the floor, so we'll have some B-roll to show you some of the other great stuff that Paul and his team are doing. Now, the reason we're also talking to Paul is because he has built a very successful Made Pro franchise that he has expanded to a secondary business. And we've gotten a lot of feedback from visioners just like you who are interested in learning more about that and how to do it well. Now, Paul, you got the entrepreneurial spirit at a very early age. What was the first thing you sold? Yeah, so um, when I was I believe 13 years old, uh -huh. uh, I got uh, word of some things that my friends were doing and as odd as it sounds, they actually were uh, selling newspapers back in the day when people read newspapers. Right. And, uh, they were going door to door selling uh -huh. subscriptions and mm -hmm. so I thought, why not? I gave it a shot and um, we were going uh, selling newspaper subscriptions and uh, it was, it was uh, very interesting, it was fun, earned me um, some good cash. And uh, the odd thing about it was, uh, you know, something that once again, uh, you know, we were 13 years old. We were getting in uh, some guy's van, dropping us off at uh, <laughs> corners in the uh, wee hours of the night, going door to door, something that probably no parent would ever recommend this day and age to do. Uh, and we were making commission on the subscriptions we were selling. Um, so probably not the smartest thing looking back at it now, but uh, that definitely gave me a sense of you know pride and ownership you know being able to say hey i earned my own money at a young age yeah. but you didn't keep that entrepreneurial spirit for the first 10 15 years of your professional life what did you do very briefly in that intervening time yeah so at the age of 17 i was actually hired on as a bank teller uh, for bank of america mm -hmm. and through the next 15 years roughly was working in the financial industry 
Countrywide, Union Bank, a few other corporations uh, with various positions and uh, was you know, in that world for a very long time. Then the entrepreneurial bug hits you again. Yes. There are a lot of choices for franchises out there. And yet you chose MadePro. Why is that? MadePro uh, stood out uh, from a various, uh, for various reasons. Uh, ultimately, it, it had a great model, a great mm -hmm. system, a great uh, headquarter and staff you know, behind it. Uh, which, you know, just like any successful business, right, those are things that you look for when you're choosing to, you know, work for a company or start one of your own, is the people and the supporting cast. A lot of reasons why I chose uh, MadePro have to do with residual income, recurring accounts, um, and, and really every customer is uh, potentially your customer. Everyone has a home or, right. you know, what they would call their home. And so, you know, essentially you could be uh, every marketing to every customer. And uh, so there's a good business opportunity and particularly in Bakersfield, there wasn't a lot of uh, cleaning companies or franchises um, out here. So there was some good opportunity I saw in this market and so far it's been going really well. You expanded MadePro from residential and also went into the commercial side of it. Why did you choose to make that bridge? It was just something that happened naturally. I mean, as we market ourselves as a cleaning company, we were just getting calls for cleaning businesses. Um, and it just seemed so easy for us to transition into that uh, avenue. And we, for the first two years, were doing some businesses, weren't progressively looking to uh, market. And then we just decided, you know what, we're already doing it. Why don't we give it a little bit more focus? And we did that and we grew exponentially uh, in that realm. Uh, and so now we have a really good portfolio of uh, commercial clients that we're cleaning regularly. Now in the next segment, we're going to talk about the, the how and how Paul went through and took a very successful franchise and expanded it to Flores Reborn, a whole totally different business. But for right now, what is Flores Reborn? And first of all, why did you choose to, to open a second business? Yeah, so Flores Reborn is um, a concrete resurfacing company. Uh, and really anything from inside your home or business to outside of your, your home or business uh, is uh, an area that we could beautify, mm. if you will, or transform, right? Mm -hmm. So many times uh, you, know, you look at concrete and it's just plain, it's ordinary. Right. And so it really piqued my interest to think about the opportunities that you know, we would have to really uh, transform concrete into mm. something that is uh, either a work of art or just something that people can enjoy more than just plain concrete. Um, in the warmer climates, doing a lot of research, found out that uh, you know the states like California, certainly Bakersfield or Central Valley, no exception to the heat, um, that a lot of people are moving away from carpet or textiles you know, inside of the home or business and they're going to hard uh, floors. Now, one of the explosive elements to Floors Reborn that has gotten a lot of excitement our pools. Yes. Why is this segment of that business taking off like a rocket? You know, there's 
so many pools for the most part. Uh, I mean, that's a good reason, right? There's just a plethora of <laughs> sure, pools sure. Uh, in Central California, Bakersfield, right. obviously. Uh, and so people take pride in their pools. It's one of the areas outside of your home that you really see people trying to upkeep, mm -hmm. not just with, you know, keeping the water clean, but you know, the, the landscaping around it. And right. so people take pride in that. But here's the key, and this is what a lot of people are finding exciting. Because I've experienced this myself. You go jump in the pool, you swim, you have a great time, then you get out of the pool and the concrete is hotter than the ambient temperature. And yet you guys have a way to actually make that concrete around the pool not so scorching hot. <laughs> yes. How do you do that? So the company is called Cool Deck and that's with a K. Okay, K-O-O-L, right? yes. okay. And they actually train and certify us to install their Cool Deck system on existing surfaces or coordinating with new concrete uh, on the, the green concrete that's being poured. And you mentioned ambient temperature. You're absolutely correct. The ambient temperature on concrete could be 20, 30 degrees hotter than the temperature outside. Wow. Uh, and so this would lower the ambient temperature of normal concrete by 20 you know, degrees roughly. Wow. Uh, so instead of you know, 90, 100, 100 degrees or, or more um, you know, on the, your feet, you're talking now it's only 80 degrees or in that realm. And uh, it's a big difference. And so there's, uh, there's a couple different styles, colors to choose from, but it is a, it's a great offering. And as far as we know, um, hearing from the Cool Deck company themselves, there's no one out here that's even uh, doing that or at least soliciting it. And so we're really excited about that opportunity to offer that uh, system for everyone out here. If Visioneers want to get in touch with you for both MadePro and Floors Report, how do they do that? Yeah, so they can uh, look us up at madepro.com, very simple, floorsreborn.com, uh, and also on social media, Instagram, Facebook, you can use those hashtags or at, uh, um, you know, hashtags as well. And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify and leave a comment. The reason we're talking with Paul is because of a vision or question just like yours. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about what kind of a second business do you get into when your first one is doing very well? Your face is your brand. Portraits are important because you need to be the face of your business. Whether you're the business owner, you offer a product or service, you need to put that out there. It's the representation of your company. You can find Red Crane Portraits online at redcraneportraits.com. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can call us at 661-243-0931, or you can email me at shauna at redcraneportraits.com. Your face is your brand, so call Red Crane Portraits today. We're here with Paul Caponario, the owner of the local Made Pro franchise and Floors Reborn. And our visionary question comes from Maggie who asks, our primary business has been very successful over the past three years and we're looking to diversify into another business. What do you look for when you look for taking on a second business? It's a great question and something that I contemplated on various nights. Right. And ultimately, I think you gotta look at how easy is it going to be, mm. right? Why um, is that? 
Well, I mean, it's one thing to have a vision and one thing to see where you know you want something to be, but how you get there and how easy is that path to get there really makes all the difference in the world. Um, and so I'll give you a quick example. Uh, one thing that made the transition easy for me was I was able to use my existing office, my existing staff. Technology is great, and I was able to use my current phone provider to put in new lines and have the lines show you know that this caller is calling for this company and the same people can pick it up sure so it those little things that maybe some don't think about i was thinking about and ultimately it made it easy to right. to you know be able to open up this new venture with the same building some of the same staff and the same technologies that you know we were currently using you realize then that you have the infrastructure right. in place to do that. But why Floors Reborn? Because in the first segment you mentioned it was kind of a, you fell into it kind of a thing, but I have a sneaky suspicion there was a little more to it than that. Where did the idea for Floors Reborn start? I knew I wanted to start something else mm. and I have a lot of friends and acquaintances, and I heard someone uh, talk about the decorative concrete industry, ah. and it really piqued my interest, and I started doing some research on it, and without boring you with all the R&D, um, essentially found that this is a trend that is not going away. It's not a trend. It's not a trend anymore. Mm. You know, in the past you hear you know, uh, concrete staining or, you know, polished concrete, it, but it, it was more industrial, wasn't, you know, a common thing in a house. Right. But now you're talking, you know, I don't know the percentage exactly, but I mean, I would be hard pressed to say that it's, you know, maybe one out of every five, you know, consumers have some type of, you know, concrete flooring in, in or outside of their home that's decorative. Nice. Um, and the warmer climates, California, Texas, Arizona, um, this is something that is becoming more and more popular. Uh, and the technology, the products, the, the offerings out there are just getting more and more um, structurally sound, um, you know, and we feel so much more confident now in this industry than we did 15, 20 years ago with, you know, the, the long-term success of these floors. The difference though is you didn't just jump into the second business. Your first business with MadePro was doing well enough that you were able to expand outside of Bakersfield into additional markets. So you had the financial sustainability to support the start of a second business. Tell, walk us a little bit through that on the planning side of it and your thoughts on the progression of Floors Reborn as a spinoff or a second company from MadePro. Well, MadePro was doing well, growing very you know, linear, consistent, and it was uh, more or less, I've described it as we had a really good machine in place. Right. Um, uh, with all the uh, you know, local uh, qualities, if you will. So we, we just kept growing and our client base has uh, allowed us to um, really expand into other territories. And so with that being said, um, going back to the original question was, um, you know, how did that transition you know, happen to Floors Reborn? And it just, uh, we were already doing a lot of the, the same work, so to speak. Oh. And so in each of the different cities that we were in, 
like I said, we had staff, um, and over the, over the last several years, I knew this was something we wanted to do. So through the research, through trial and error, uh, we really felt like this was just a, a golden opportunity. We just like anyone, right? And going back to that question too. You gotta, you gotta ask your family and friends, right? And they're gonna be your true friends if they tell you the <laughs> truth. And we really didn't have anyone that was saying like, I shouldn't do this. Right. Uh, they saw the, the product quality uh, in Floors Reborn, the, the unique offerings, and everyone that we were showing it to was like, I want this in my house. Right. Can you do this to my business? Right. And so um, having made pro, uh, helped just once again because as you mentioned we we had the infrastructure and uh, the time to do it one of the other things too that a lot of business owners are concerned about is expanding their existing business into other markets you had one slight advantage that a lot of business owners didn't have from your banking industry what was that so when I was a regional manager at Union Bank uh, I managed uh, close to 20 30 offices at any given point mm -hmm. in different cities throughout Central California. So we're talking Wasco, uh, Delano, Coalinga, Hanford, Lemoore, Porterville, uh, and of course Visalia, Tulare, Bakersfield. And so I got to see for the better part of, you know, six to 10 years, all these different cities up front and personal. Uh, and so having that knowledge of these uh, markets, you know, small markets, medium markets, uh, gave me great comfort in knowing that if I wanted to expand in these markets, I could do it. And that really gave me a kind of the inside track to feeling comfortable in those markets. Taking a step back in your world as a banker, because what you were able to glean from that was very beneficial in expanding your business today. But for the business owner who doesn't have that advantage, let's, push, let's take you a step back and say, I'm a banker again. How would you educate the business owner that wants to expand out of their market into another market? What are some of the things that they need to think about, consider, watch out for? What landmines to avoid, as it were? What would you recommend? Well, know the market. Do your research on the market. What is missing in that market? Do they have a need for what you're trying to offer? Uh, and, you know, really try to first and foremost find out if, if that is something that that market wants. Mm. And, and not only that is, are you prepared to spend a great part of your time in the week in that market if you have to be there? away from your main you know headquarters or business right um, because usually the first six months year or longer you're going to be needed in the new market right and so you have to be prepared to sacrifice your time to go and be in that market um, and so those are two things you know that i feel you gotta you gotta look at is there a need can you spend your time there and then the third thing i would say is uh probably if you're running a successful business now, you have the people around you that are um, complementary to you know, maybe the skills that you don't have or they're complementary to the skills that you have. Um, so can you get someone or a team in that other area as well that are going to support you so that you're not just doing it by yourself? And uh, you know, so make sure you can surround yourself with the right people and team that, for the most part, I'm sure made you successful for where you currently are at. Are you the same person today than you were when you first opened your doors with Maypro? Certainly not. How so? You know, um, a lot of times 
you go into things head first. You don't give it much thought. You're shooting from the hip and you don't realize the unintended consequences, right? Mm. And so ultimately, uh, one of the things that I found was I didn't really have a good balance of personal and you know work life. Mm. And so uh, one of the things that I think is really important and in hindsight, obviously 2020 is uh, uh, you really need to make sure you're taking care of yourself and your family or what's important to you. Um, and so a lot of things that have transpired in, in my past um, has transformed me to who I am today. The decisions that I make now are not just business oriented. It's how is it going to affect, you know, my family? You know, how is it going to affect my girlfriend, my kids? Um, and those are things that I had to unfortunately learn the difficult way. Um, and so, you know, um, <laughs> time is all we have. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of time that I sacrificed to do things that, you know, when you look at it now, it's like it just, it really wasn't as important as I made it to be or, or even is irrelevant now. Um, and so what matters to me which I'm sure to a lot of people, but you, know, you got to find out obviously what matters to you um, outside of your business is don't sacrifice those things um, for the, the greater good of your business. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, I, I feel like, you know, obviously there's things that are important to others, but for me, it's, it's family, it's faith. And, you know, those things that I, I don't want to sacrifice anymore. And we'll be right back. I know it's hard to believe, but we are rapidly approaching season four of Small Business Celebration. So if you've got an idea, you've got a thought, somebody you'd like to learn from, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and let us know what you'd like us to do for our brand new season four of Small Business Celebration. So reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and let us know today. We're here with Paul Capanario, the owner of Made Pro and Floors Reborn. And our visionary question comes from Peter, who asks, now that the economy is picking up, we're having a hard time keeping up with employee schedules, vendor supplies, and travel distances. What are you doing that works? I would say that it's never easy when you're working in distance relationships <laughs> sure. so uh, whether it's a business relationship or personal right, right, right. but ultimately um, those are channels that uh, you really need to take one step at a time right mm. so, How so well if, if you are you don't bite off more than you can chew right if you can't get the proper resources to a location mm. don't take the job right now oh. um, so those are things that yeah, I think we all have to learn the hard way and it's hard to turn down business. But uh, if it can't work within your normal parameters or you don't have the resources, then why are you taking it? Right. Um, so the, the traveling is always a challenge. I'm traveling, I live on the 99. It's right. my second home or the 65 or the 46. You know, uh, I know of a great podcast you can listen to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, and so 
I, I have an example actually as well where when I first started Floors Reborn, we were doing, we had an open schedule, mm -hmm. right? My schedule, my uh, uh, you know, goal was to get in front of people to do estimates. So five days a week I'm doing estimates. Well, that quickly changed into three days a week. <laughs> and now it's currently two days a week uh, because I was just spread too thin. It just wasn't, right. it wasn't working at all. And so, you know, that's something that, hey, maybe you, you, you try to set up or hey, this is, you know, the third week of the month is where we go to this city. Uh, um, the, you know, Monday, Tuesday is where we're in, you know, Hanford or wherever it may be. And so maybe you need to set parameters to just help control uh, how much you're traveling or when you're traveling to make it easier for you. It sounds like this was something that you learned the hard way. Yeah. Has this been a pattern for you through the whole course of your, your career as a business owner of learning things and, and learning things the hard way one step at a time and stepping on landmines you shouldn't have? Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. It's, it's, uh, you, you hear people giving advice uh, and sometimes you just don't want to hear it or you don't think it's going to happen to you. Oh, it can't happen uh, to me. No, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah. It, and I look back and I'm like, man, I should have listened to to her or him, right. uh, mainly her, and she. Knows what I'm talking about. Uh, and you know, nine times out of ten, you know, she has or that person has been right, and it's like, um, you know, fool me once, you know, uh, my or your fault, fool me twice, it's on me, right, or right. whatever it may be. But um, yeah, I think. Uh, take things in stride. One of the things that I think we also did was we grew too fast in uh, a couple of our areas mm. and, and growing fast, uh, I think most of the time is not a good thing. Mm. Um, controlled growth, steady linear growth is very important and mm. the, the distances makes it even more challenging. But if you can um, micromanage that a little bit more as far as, you know, like I said, when you're traveling, how you're traveling, uh, it could help. When you say micromanage, the connotation is the the negative. The, the negative. The employer is sitting on top of somebody dictating their every move. Is that what you mean when you're no. saying micromanage? What, what are you talking about? I'm all, it, micromanaging, I know a lot of people refer to that as you're micromanaging a person. This is micromanaging more of an operational you know, facet, oh. right? So micromanaging how you're traveling, right? So that, that specific area of uh, your business, mm. right? Um, putting very tight parameters or um, you know, goals, uh, if you will, on what do we want our traveling operations to look like. Mm. So manage that, micromanage that maybe right now a little bit more. Mm -hmm. If you are looking to expand or you're having you know, sh struggles with it, make sure you, you know, just give that maybe more attention and uh, set it up more successfully by putting those parameters in place. How do you notate your systems and processes in doing that? Yeah, I, you know, for, I guess for me, in the past, I used to be very formal. Everything had to be written down, structural. Let's write a, a policy on it, right? right? And I, I guess that comes from the compliance part of the banking industry. But now <laughs> it's like, hey, if this makes sense, let's start doing it immediately, right? right? We'll worry about the, you know, defining it maybe a little later. Mm -hmm. But um, so ultimately there's things you just got to try. And sometimes, you know, you got, you can maybe question it a little later, but ultimately if you are waiting to always put something in place formally, just having, you know, great structure, um, 
it's never going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Or it just might not happen when you want it to. So um, don't be afraid to just kind of sometimes be a little off the cuff, but lean on your people, ask them, hey, would this work? Hey, let's try this for you know two weeks. We get a lot of our cleaners uh, from Apro asking about certain products, and I'll go to my staff and you know what? Hey, buy this. Let's give this person an opportunity to try it for two weeks. Let's get their feedback on it, right? Um, so don't you know be afraid to I guess let people um, do things off the cuff and and who knows that some of the best ideas just happen without you know putting anything structurally or formally around it. You mentioned attitude, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to your employees. You've mentioned in the past two segments, this seems to be a reoccurring theme about employee and attitude. Why is that? We all have a choice when we wake up. Right. And I would like to believe that the average person wakes up wanting to do good and come to work and have a positive impact. And so when we get someone that might not be positive, um, it's something that I really try to stress to my, my employees that you know you have a choice and if you're not here because or if you're here because you don't want to be then you know you don't have to be here uh, and so I constantly tell my team that if you're gonna be here be positive add something you know positive to you know the team or the environment that you're working in and if you're not and if you feel you're not contributing in a positive way you need to find out why um, and ultimately by by finding out why or you know spinning that to something positive um, each and every day then ultimately we're going to be a better team people are going to continue to enjoy being here and it's just going to make it that much better I think we've all been in circumstances where one person you know has brought a lot of people down and it's just not the best environment so characteristic uh, qualities those intangible things are so important and um, you know we're not just going off of a checklist on you know what school did you graduate from you know what's your SAT test what's your work experience um, those things matter but for me and our company uh, to a much lesser degree than who's walking through that door and what is this person bringing to us from a you know quality uh, standpoint from a positive standpoint uh, and how can this person just make other people better just by being a great person themselves what makes you wake up every morning and open your business? It's a great question. I think most people don't even think about that. Right. I certainly don't when I wake up. Um, but, you know, uh, I mean, I like being around happy people. And if I can deliver a service to someone and that puts a smile on their face or their family's face, um, I mean, that's what we're here for, right? I mean, as a, a community uh, and ultimately, I'm no different. I think most people aren't different from an individual standpoint. And um, I get excited about transforming floors, transforming a house from dirty to clean. Uh, and ultimately, those things, I, I guess, uh, are just the little things that make uh, me happy by making other people happy. So, simple as that, I guess. If visionaries want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? We're on all social media, Facebook, Instagram. You can just look up Made Pro or Floors Reborn. Uh, and uh, we're you know, easy to look up on uh, all the search engines. Sure. Uh, so uh, floorsreborn.com, madepro.com. Sounds good. Well, Paul, this has been a real privilege. Thank you very much for joining us here on Small Thank Business you. Celebration. It's a pleasure. And I'll be right back with my final thought. Your face is your brand. 
Portraits are important because you need to be the face of your business. Whether you're the business owner, you offer a product or service, you need to put that out there. It's the representation of your company. You can find Red Crane Portraits online at redcraneportraits.com. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can call us at 661-243-0931, or you can email me at shauna at redcraneportraits.com. Your face is your brand, so call Red Crane Portraits today. Leading the pack. Several weeks ago, my wife and I had the privilege of watching a dog trainer perform his craft. And while it was interesting watching the dog trainer work with the dog to sit, stay, play dead, roll over, all those great, wonderful things, what I thought was more interesting was what the dog trainer taught the dog owner. You see, the dog owner is the leader of the pack, and as such, his energy or her energy is conveyed to the dog. And so what the dog trainer taught the dog's owner was stand up straight, shoulders back, chin up, and let the leash fall off your hand to the dog and lead with the leash. The thing was that not only did this work with the dog's owner, but when the trainer also did this with each member of the family, they had the same results with the dog. Even more so, the interaction between the family members grew even more stronger and more confident. Why? Because each one of them stood up straight, shoulders back, chin forward, and they led forward. What about you and your business? Are you having some challenges with your employees and morale and perhaps even with your customers? Well, perhaps it's time that you try this. Stand up straight, shoulders back, chin up, and lead forward. For after all, you are the leader of your pack. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Paul Capinero, the owner of Floors Were Born and Made Pro. And I hope you learned something that you can use to grow a strong and profitable business. And we'll see you here again next week. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.